Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast, your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast Series. My name is Julie Shively, and I'm the founder of Innovation World and the co-founder of the Global Innovation Field Trip. And I'd like to welcome our co-host, Jake Mendelson, who is the founder of Invent Future Global and co-founder of the Global Innovation Field Trip. Say hi, Jake. Hello. Hello. You know, Julie, we've been doing these podcasts, and I love them because we get to talk to some really creative and innovative uh, young people. But this one I'm especially excited about because I have no idea what he's going to be talking about. So this oh. is going to be great. I, I, From what I understand from other people I heard that were um, that got to see his video or got to see him live at judging, um, it's pretty incredible. So I, I'm looking forward to it as well. Before we get started, though, let's, let's work on a couple of announcements. Um, Global Innovation Field Trip gift comes back up October 14th, 15th, 2023. We do this event once a quarter. We do it in January, April, July, and every October. So if you missed the one in October, 2023, there's surely another one coming around the corner. And it is a 24-hour online multi-country celebration of young innovators like the one that we're gonna talk to today. And um, it doesn't cost anything to participate in it. And it's a fantastic way to be inspired about youth innovation, or if you're a young innovator, to present what you've innovated to the world. So if you want any information on this, go online to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org. So um, Jake, I hear you have a challenge at Invent Future Global coming up very soon. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yes, well, we're uh, recording this in in the at uh, the end of August, uh, but on um, September tenth, twenty twenty three, is a deadline for registration for the Global Innovation Challenge. And what has happened is there are innovative students uh, around the world who are going to be presenting some of their innovations and their creativity, and it's going to be very exciting. Um, there's going to be a special showcase as part of the October gift. Uh, for the students who are participating in that. So if you're interested in in being part of that program, if you go to inventfuture.global and uh, you'll see a button you can press and uh, you can uh, sign up. So looking forward to it. Very good. Thank you, Jake. Um, I think that we should go ahead and um, get started with our guest. I can tell you that his name is Abram Jeffries or Jeffrey, I'm sorry, and he is from Florida. So let us let him tell you how old he is, what grade he's in, and then talk to you a little bit about his innovation. It's all yours, Abram. Thank you. As you said earlier, my name is Abram Jeffrey, and I live in Panama City, Florida. I'm a 13-year-old boy, and I invented the Gator Saver. The problem I identified is that the location and design of traditional trailer jacks makes it impossible to lower your tailgate fully without it hitting the jack and damaging the tailgate. So the solution is the Gator Saver, the first ever low profile trailer jack that allows you to fully lower your tailgate without damage from hitting the jack. So currently on the market, there are a few products similar to this that attempt to solve this problem, but require further modifications to the trailer shape or continue removal of equipment for access. These products are unstable and inconvenient for the user. In order to solve this design issue, I identified the clearance required for safe operation 
of a tailgate, which is seven inches. Then I researched types of simple lifting mechanisms. My search came up with three main types, a scissor jack, a ball tool scissor jack, and then landing gear style um, you would see on aircraft. Early physical trials ruled out the ball and scissor jack due to size versus travel and the complexity and landing gear style would suit this application much better. So I'm a Lego fan, little tip about me. So my first few prototypes were made out of Lego. These were not to scale, but rather physical trials so I could get the mechanism working. Um, but these were not to scale. And after reviewing and modifying, I thought it was um, important to build a two to one scale model, which was later developed, which I have right next to me, for a matter of fact. So this latest prototype combines a Lego geared actuator a wooden mounting plate, and a repurposed metal shelving bracket to kind of form the same similar mechanism. So to test my prototypes, I would first see if they could raise and lower the leg while maintaining sturdiness. This was incredibly important. After that, I would first see if they fit under the trail trailer using an estimated scale. They had to be something like 17 inches, inches in length or else they wouldn't fit under it. So, yes. Testing this prototype's function allowed me to confirm safe operation, clearance, and the ability for the Gator Saver to be retrofitted to existing trailers. So, the Gator Saver retrofits, as I said earlier, into the bottom of your trail gate because there's three bolts around a circle, and you can just remove your old jack and place it right back in. And by turning the actuator, it extends to lower or retracts to raise the leg mechanism, which in turn raises and lowers the drawbar of the trailer. The Gator Saver will weigh 15 to 20 pounds and will have a max capacity at 2,000 pounds, which is industry standard. It will cost about the same as your standard quality upright jack, 75 to 125 dollars. So, the Gator Saver will be for commercial and residential users of trucks or trailers. This includes movers, builders, handymen, anything. So that's pretty much it. I thank you. Very good, very good. Um, you said you had a model, and I know this is audio, but can you show us the model and describe it? Of course, let me grab it. Okay, it's a little harder to see, but basically, this would be your trailer's drawbar. Let me find something real quick. But yes, basically, you would have your foot here, and here would be the lever. So these are the three screws that it would retrofit into. But basically by rotating this, it extends the leg downward. And by rotating it this way, it extends it back up. Okay, so let me just explain for the people who are uh, listening. So you have the portion of extending from the trailer, it looks like the letter V, and your device is sitting in the notch of the V, and it has some sort of a screw mechanism on it. Um, yes, basically. It's a geared actuator. And so you're turning that, and that is lowering a beam that goes down and touches the ground so it doesn't hit the ground, right? Yeah. Well, I, I have an idea. One second. This is to help people can see it there. I love how innovators always have ideas to fix something. So you had mentioned something about the strength. Where was the problem where you had to consider the, the strength of the item? So I was talking to a few people about my design, just random people that asked about it. And they were concerned about, well, do you know how much it will carry? How much will it weigh? Will it actually work? And so 
they were saying you need to build like scale models, you need to like research all of that. So I went onto your standard trailer jack, and it had a max load capacity of two thousand pounds. Now, basically, it has a similar mechanism with like a screw. So I kind of just assumed with research that it would also be able to hold two thousand pounds. So what's the difference between yours and that standard jack that's out there today and the mechanism? So the mechanism is similar, but the geared actuator I have here, where if you turn a handle, it extends and extends, it's basically just that. So like if this is the standard jack, it would be sitting like right here, which this from top to from here to there is like nine inches. You need at least seven inches for a tailgate to lower. And then this is like four inches in real life. So the standard is above the the V, and then you move it down. Yours doesn't have that problem. Yours is totally underneath. Yep. Ah, yes. Okay, I can see that. That would be an advantage. Have you applied for a patent or talking about that? So currently, so coming off of the National Invention Convention Challenge com kind of competition, I did receive a hard copy of a book. Bold patents ideas. Let me see. Oh yes. Can, uh, bold patent. Can you can you tell us who uh, wrote that? Uh, J D. Hoovener. Ah yes, J D. Hoovener. Very 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 nice lawyer who is very interested in supporting young inventors. So please. Yeah. So, yeah. so did you end up with a consultation with J D. or do you just have the book at this point? I have the book at this point. I do have the op opportunity to do a consultation, but I'm I want to read the book first so that I have a basic idea of patents. Okay. And then yeah, I I would just encourage you to as quickly as you can make that appointment with them to talk to them because my only concern is not when you showed this through the National Innovator Challenge or even on this podcast today, but way back when you first showed this at your school that's when the clock starts ticking and you only have so much time. I think it's a year to get some type of patent order before somebody else can. And you don't want somebody else to do that. Mm. So I know that the laws have changed over the last five or 10 years and it's a little harder um, to stay protected. So you want to work on that as quickly as you can, at least some type of provisional patent. Okay. Is this an incredible, incredible design? So, and and did you tell, did you explain how you decided to create this? Do you want to know like how I came up with the problem and such? Yeah, where where did the problem originate from? So originally, a lot of how these school projects start was they were a school project, and so I was kind of scrambling to get an idea because I hadn't had an idea in months, and so I went out to my dad and said, "Hey, dad." Because he's that kind of man that finds problems and solves them. So I said, hey, dad, Kai and I, can I have a problem? And he goes, yeah, follow me. So we walk out to his truck and he lowers the tailgate and it just goes, smack. <laughs> and then he says, fix it. And then that led me to where I am today. He's just been waiting for you to ask what took you so long. Yeah. <laughs> so have you gone back out to him and said, all right, I'm, I'm well into this one. What's your next problem, dad? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yet. I'm going to give it a break. <laughs> this model that you have, what is it made out of? So the base of the drawbar or the trailer is wood. 
Mm -hmm. uh, this is a metal shelving bracket. I have a few Lego pieces to like just simulate it, but then there's also a wooden bracket. Great. So. Great. That's very interesting. There mm -hmm. are there are companies that will very inexpensively, you know, contract and make parts for a working prototype because I think that's what you know people are actually going to see. Uh, make sure it actually works. But that's that's a great great idea. Thank you. Do you know what you would need to make a, your your real model out of? Ooh, probably some sort of durable metal like steel or such. I mean, is that what um, the standard standard trailers are made out of now? And and is it going to matter because you have that bend in it? Um, do you um, have to do something more durable than what a standard trailer is? The the the, the um, factory issue trailer jack is made out of steel. I kind of want to keep with steel, yeah. seeing that it won't rust if it's stainless and such, and it's durable. So, well, stainless steel might be more expensive if you're going to be making these, but that that's a whole nother story. It's very interesting. Yeah. Have you gotten a chance to show this to anybody, like somebody in the trailer business? What are they? Uh, I've showed it to family, friends, and like people we just like find asking about it. But no, we have not found anyone in the trailer business yet. Well, you haven't spoken to anybody. No, no. I encourage you to have at least your consultation with full patents before you do that, too, or or get them to sign what's known as an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, so that they can't at least they can't disclose what you've shown them or given them. But um, I mean, you, there's so many different trailer industries as well that I think, you know, you've got your, we have a boat, the boat trailer that we pull with a pickup truck, which would have that same problem if you put the, put the yeah. hatch, put the tailgate down. But what about all the, like the U-Haul companies and things like that, where you've got that little U-Haul you can put behind your car or your truck, that would be the same situation. So you've got a really big market out there. For something like this if you can move forward with it or if you decide to move forward with it or if you decide to license it to somebody else and let them move forward with it and just pay you you know some i know the the licensing fees aren't these enormous fees but when you think about they're taking all the risk they're doing all the work behind it and you're basically just getting a small percentage of it but a small percentage of a big number is still a big yes. number you know yes. so um this is very cool thank you a A Abram, um, was either your mother or your father in the military in any form? Uh, no. No? Okay. Just asking. Different question. Yeah. Well, very good. So do you have an idea of what you'd like to do next? Are you wanting to uh, continue working through this first before you get started on something new? Or, or, or are you one of these people that likes to start something, create it, and move on and, and start again? Um. I'm not 100% sure. I have thought a little about it, like, do I want to sell it off to another person for them to complete it? Like, I've talked to my family and been like, hey, how much do we see this making if we continue with it? Or, like, I've asked them, hey, should I continue with it in the, to begin with? But to answer your question, no, I haven't really decided yet. And, you know, being in seventh grade, you've got a lot of time to worry about thinking about that. Oh, Yes. Has your father given you any more problems? Um, Are you giving your father any problems? <laughs> yeah, I'm giving him more. I'm giving him more. <laughs> That's good. 
Well, this is great. Um, I appreciate the time you spent with that. I do have one last question before we end this podcast. And it's one I love to ask every student because it's always a different answer. And, and um, if you have the opportunity to go to lunch with anybody in the world that's live or not live, although you'd only want to go to lunch with them if they're live, we have no zombie lunches going on here. But if you had that opportunity to sit down at lunch with anybody, who would that be and why? Hmm. There's so many great people in the history. I can't think of one. <laughs> Probably. Hmm. I think the last podcast we did, uh, somebody, there was a team and one of the students wanted to go to lunch with um, Albert Einstein, not when he was young, but when he was older. Oh, yes. He was more accomplished and the other person wanted to go to to lunch with um, Abraham Lincoln. We had somebody though, let me let me just tell you this. We had somebody we did a podcast with um, quite a while back and he's actually um, a regular at the Global Innovation Field Trip and he's a student co-host. His name is Sid. And we asked him this question and he wanted to go to lunch with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And uh, if you haven't heard of Neil deGrasse Tyson, he's a scientist and an entertainer both and does quite a few things on YouTube and on shows and all over the place. And um, he's quite the celebrity now. And so, you know, Sid's going like, yeah, he's never gonna wanna go to lunch with me though. And Jake's like, write him a letter, hand write him a letter and talk to him about it. And he did, he wrote this beautiful letter. It was many pages long. And basically the gist of it is, you know, I do all these programs for the Global Innovation Field Trip. I'm an inventor, I love to invent. I love watching you. I, I like what you've been doing and I want to go to lunch with you. When will you, what day are you going to pick me up for lunch? <laughs> it was very good. Um, and I think he might've been eight or nine at the time when he wrote it. And he actually got a response back, not from Neil deGrasse Tyson, but from his show. And it was invited to a um, conference that Neil deGrasse Tyson was putting out. It happened to be in the same state as him like two months later. And he got to go backstage and ask him questions. And so I think it's a great, a great thing to think about is who who inspires you out there? Who would you want to be um, sit down and talk to? And then afterwards, go write to them and tell them. I mean, these people would much rather talk to a young person than any adult in the whole world. And uh, I think that people just assume that they aren't able to, and uh, it's not always true. Mm. You still haven't answered my question, Abram. I know. I'm thinking it's a question. <laughs> You have to phone a friend um, and ask them. <laughs> actually, I have an idea. I would like to talk to one of the great Greek philosophers like Socrates or Plato or Aristotle. They would be just amazing to listen to. That's a tough one to follow. That is for sure. Um, okay. We haven't had that answer before. And that's it. You know, your answer is a great answer for you. So that's just wonderful. Abram, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We wish you the best of luck and please keep in touch. Let us know how things go. If you're interested in sharing um, further at the Global Innovation Field Trip, all you have to do is go online to globalinnovationfieldtrip.org, look it up and have your parents fill out the registration form and we welcome you as a guest there as well. Okay. All right. Anything, any last comments, Jake? No, no, no. This is great. And uh, I can't wait for the October gift. Thank you so much, Abram. And thank you, Jake, for co-hosting today. 
Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org.